Oates is the founder of The Beauty Chef and author of three books, including her most recent, The Beauty Chef Gut Guide. After experiencing firsthand how your gut and what you eat impacts your skin, she set out to educate and help others. In 2009, she launched her first product and pioneered the inner beauty category and the philosophy that beauty begins in the belly. We chat about gut health, obviously, epigenetics, the microbiome, the power of probiotics, and eating well. But it's not all health. She kills it in business too, speaking at Women's Wear Daily's 2019 Beauty Summit and turning her small business into a multi-million dollar global company. We talk marketing, work-life balance, her non-negotiables, her day on a plate and her self-care rituals. Plus, we get an exclusive on her new product, the Amiga Elixir, which is launching today and was three years in the making. Let's start from the beginning. So you pretty much pioneered the inner beauty category and you brought the gut skin connection to the okay. forefront of both both the wellness and beauty industries. When you launched the Glow Powder in 2009, there was nothing on the market like it. You went from making products in your kitchen to now working with Australia's leading microbiologists and just raised $10 million from investors. What a whirlwind, what an achievement. Tell us about the journey. Wow. Do you have two weeks? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I could sit with you for two weeks. We've got some figs and raspberries, some macadamia nuts here, and we've got Beauty Chef products. Yeah, That might be all we need. Two I'm weeks supply. I'm happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, it has been such a an incredible journey and a very organic journey because I guess I really started the business. I didn't know back when I was 13 that what my experience then was going to really lead me to what I do now and that was having eczema and allergies as a teenager and a child and my mum taking me to see a naturopath when I was 13. The naturopath drastically changing my diet. My eczema and allergies really reduced and it makes me cleared up. So from a very young age, really understanding food as medicine and the link between what we consume and our skin health and overall well-being. And then I guess fast forward to an early career as a journalist and a fashion editor, but always really interested in research and nutrition. So I had done some science at uni. I started doing naturopathy in my 20s, but I was working as a journalist and a stylist and had two young kids. So I decided to put naturopathy you know, on the back burner. And, but always really a keen interest in that area. And then I got a job for a mainstream newspaper as a beauty editor and I was sent lots of product. I was really excited to begin with. And then that excitement really dissipated quite quickly when I did the research, being a bit of a natural researcher, all of the ingredients and found that a lot of them were questionable chemicals that were not going to truly heal or rejuvenate the skin. And I knew from my own experience with eczema, that beauty really comes from within. Mm-hmm. And I had women from all over Australia writing to my column saying, you know, what brand do you recommend for my, you know, rosacea and acne and psoriasis? And I was thinking there was just nothing mm-hmm. that I'd been sent in this mass market cosmetics world that I could recommend. And I also felt very strongly that the beauty industry at that time was very one-dimensional and beauty was so prescriptive and there was this one sort of fits-all kind of beauty and I was such a big believer that all women were beautiful and it was around about embracing individual beauty and healthy and being healthy and happy. And so I quit the job at the newspaper 
And I was like, I really want to help change the paradigm in the beauty industry and make it my mission to help educate women on how to look after their skin in a healthier, more holistic way. And so I wrote a book called Feeding Your Skin with Penguin, maybe about 2002 now. God, that's a long time ago. <laughs> and I wrote for Body and Soul. I did a do-it-yourself beauty column, mm. which is all about how to use natural ingredients to put on your face and diet and, and all based on whole foods and nutrition. I became the beauty editor for Wellbeing magazine and I was the ambassador for the Biological Farmers of Australia for around 15 years in Australian Organic. And then my daughter, who's now 22, but when she was 10 to 12 years ago, she also had eczema and allergies. So mm. she unfortunately got my gene, or I can blame my husband because he also has the eczema gene right. and allergies. So she got mm. it from both sides of the family. And she had eczema as a baby, and I changed my diet a little bit. She was really allergic to um, certain foods, so I took them out of my diet because I was breastfeeding her, and her eczema completely cleared up. Wow. And then sort of fast forward a few more years, and then she got eczema again and was had quite bad allergies. And so I had st I stumbled across some research looking at the gut microbiome and certain species of bacteria that were helpful with eczema and allergies and some research that they were doing. And as I explored this link further, I became more and more interested in this whole idea of probiotics and probiotic, probiotic foods. So time-honoured lacto-fermented foods like sauerkraut and kefir and kombucha mm -hmm. and started introducing those foods into our diet. And I saw such a difference in her skin as well as eliminating certain foods like gluten and dairy that I had eliminated when I was a teenager and saw such profound results. And I was eating all of these lacto-fermented foods and friends and family were saying, your skin's really glowing. What moisturizer are you using? And I'm like going, I'm doing nothing different. I'm just eating all of this, these foods. And so as I explored it further, I thought I'm really onto something here. And I was getting such great feedback from my neighbors and friends and family who were saying their tummies felt better, they had more energy, their skin was glowing, and they had an overall sense of well-being that they hadn't had before. And so from there really, Glow, my first, the first iteration of Glow back in 2009 was born. It's amazing. It's so good. I know. <laughs> and at the time, wow. people thought it was really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It yeah, was, weird. yeah. So how did you kind of like market it to people? Or were, were you sort of it because you were radiant and glowing and healthy and they're like, we just want whatever you're having? Well, I kind of look back and I go, I was, was I mad? Like, you know, the whole, I was so passionate about it that everyone was like, it's so weird. It's just a strange idea it's so left to center uh what do you mean in a beauty powder and it's fermented full of bacteria that's even stranger really yeah. sorry carla this is not gonna this is not gonna fly <laughs> and i was like i have i have found something i've discovered something i truly believe in and i know it works and it's a real solution to skin problems it's not a band-aid mm. and i decided to i was writing for doing all my health writing on the side and i set up a, a friend of mine who's a designer she did my website and we designed the, the powder, the little, the tub, and it got a lot of media love. So Vogue did a story on it, wow. even Italian Vogue did a story on it. So some of the really beautiful, um, you know, high-end magazines really loved it. Mm. And that, I was completely thrilled about that. And so it got some media love. And I remember a uh, buyer at Farmers department store in New Zealand, she called me and she said, Carla, I saw your product in Vogue. It's absolutely wonderful. My skin is more radiant than it's ever been. I've had so many comments. She said, but I'm so frustrated because there are no shelves for me to put the powder on. We have no inner beauty category at Farmers. This product is way ahead of its time. Mm. And so, you know, with little marketing spend, I had about, I think, two or $3,000 at the time. 
in my own kind of little, you know, to go, what can I do with that, you know? I'm thinking, I know that, you know, you need huge marketing spend to educate a consumer about a completely yeah. new concept. So I was thinking, how am I going to do this? And I don't think you can ever underestimate the, the word of um, mouth. So people talked about the product because it worked. Mm. And so it got some really a great little following and momentum. And then I someone told an agent at TV Shopping in Australia and Rob Hunt, who's still a very good friend and still my agent at TVSN, and he said, I've heard about your amazing magical purple powder. <laughs> and he said, would you be interested in selling it on TV? And I was at first like, oh, I don't know about that. Is that a bit cheesy to do, you know, the whole TV shopping thing? And then I thought, no, I want to help people. And this is a great platform for me to educate the consumers. I had an hour to talk about the product. Wow. It's an educational product. It's completely unique. And to be able to tell them about gut health and probiotics and fermented food and prebiotics, how else am I going to educate them on a little, you know, mm. you know, little tub? Oh, of course, yeah. Even if it got on the shelves, yeah. it still needs to be um, explained. As well as, you know, it was it was just at the time to it was just too left to field, left to centre. So anyway, I went through like a year QA process at TVSN. So it, was, it took them ages wow. to go through it and test the product and make sure they're very rigorous on home shopping. And then they said, "Yep, we approve the product." And I went on TV, super nervous, but amazingly, like 10 years later, it's the number one selling product, health product on TV wow. shopping in Australia. Wow. And um, so, yeah, it, it was, it really resonated with the customer. They love it. I've had, actually, I did a, a masterclass with the TV, TVSN customer only a couple of weeks ago, and I had women who'd been using the products from when I first started wow. on TVSN years ago. And one lady in tears just saying that the product Aww. had completely changed her life so and all the education that I did on TBS and over the years around gut health has just you know, completely transformed her. And so that was really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, it seems wellness has never been more popular than now. Yes. It kind of feels more like more of the population is suffering from gut health issues mm. and skin troubles. What are your thoughts? It's becoming so prevalent. It's so prevalent. And I think when you think about modern day life and the things that are go with modern day living, so processed foods, sugary foods, alcohol, uh, medication, stress, cigarettes, even barbecued food, uh, our lifestyle habits, stress, lack of sleep. We know that all of those things compromise the lining of the gut and compromise our microbiome and can induce and contribute to dysbiosis, which is basically a dysfunctional relationship between us and our microbiome, which is basically a mini ecosystem of trillions of bacteria that live in our digestive system and that help are so absolutely essential to our health. They help regulate our metabolic health, our immune health, our brain health, our skin, everything. They're so important. And unfortunately, all those things that I just mentioned, even lack of sleep, like, you know, preclinical studies show that a disruption to our sleep cycle interrupts our body's ability to be able to maintain a healthy microbiome. We know that stress does it. We know that sugar feeds pathogenic bacteria and triggers an inflammatory response and contribute, contributes to dysbiosis. So there are so many mm, factors in modern day life. So I think it's about trying to find balance in our lifestyle, but also eating. We know that eating whole foods um, is really important. So foods that are rich in you know, your um, polyphenols, like antioxidants, 
really helpful for boosting microbial diversity and supporting a healthy gut. Fibre is really important. So we're eating a lot of processed foods, but fibre is important because our gut bugs love fibre. And basically fibre, we resist digestion of fibre in our small intestine. It goes down into our large intestine where all of our bugs live. And they ferment the fibre and create these anti-inflammatory compounds called short-chain fatty acids, which are really important for our brain health, immune health, metabolic health and gut health. So they're super, super important. Where do you get your source of fibre from? A whole food diet. Okay. So leafy greens, chia seeds, legumes, like, you know, a real range. And I'm such a big believer in eating a range of foods of all colours and variety. If you, I, I think probably the research that I've done and when I speak to, you know, all the microbiologists and nutritionists and naturopaths that we work with, the Mediterranean diet I think is a really great base for a, a good, wholesome Diet, healthy fats, rich in fibre, antioxidants and phytonutrients, mm. and you know, and good protein. Interesting. Mm. So, you know, obviously, gut health now falls as one of wellness is probably like biggest categories, mm. and something that's you know, obviously, like we know now, it affects lots of aspects of our health. Yeah. Why is it so important? You know, we often only associate it with IBS or. Um, you know, overindulging, eating the wrong thing, mm. but it's it seems like it's more than that. Like, what what are the best yeah. ways that we can ensure that you know we can indulge in something that's not going to ruin our whole week? How do you find the perfect balance, or how do you find out if it's not just a lack of digestion, it's something else? Yes. So I guess when you think about like interestingly bringing up IBS, so. 34% of people with IBS show skin manifestations. Mm. And so I think that, and often sometimes when you have health issues, it might not be as simple as I've just got, you know, gut issues. It can be, if you think about that your gut is and your microbiome help regulate your metabolic, your immune, your brain and your gut health, symptoms may, you know, manifest when you have a dysfunctional rate relationship with your microbiome, autoimmune issues, hormonal issues, blood sugar level issues, obesity, mental health issues. Yeah. It, the list just is, you know, where there's often inflammation in the body, there'll be inflammation in the gut. And so simple things that we can do is trying to maintain a really healthy whole food diet, trying to, you know, engage in relaxation practices where we can, meditation, yoga, taking time out for ourselves, clean fresh air, clean water mm. and good sleep are all really, really important. Just trying to be organised and have, you know, your Sunday dedicated to, you know, self-care and preparing food for the week and knowing that, you know, there are things like, you know, I think we all instinctively know what's not good for us yeah. as humans. <laughs> we know that sugar is not really good. Too much alcohol challenges our microbiome and, you know, same as stress. We know that stress not only challenges our microbiome, it robs the skin of, you know, valuable vitamins, raises our cortisol levels, which wreaks, wreaks havoc on our whole well-being. So I think it is just doing those kind of, you know... It's quite simple, really. Like, if you yeah. think about it, it's simple. It's simple principles. Free, yes. Essentially, in terms of, like... Good sleep, good food. I mean, good food is interesting because I think for a lot of people, eating organically is expensive. Yeah. yeah. And years ago, when I had young kids and I was working, we couldn't afford to buy organic produce. And I set up a co-op, a veggie co-op. And I did it through my son's school. And I also did one in my house. My 
family just really didn't like it. <laughs> that, and I think I was known as a veggie lady and my daughter, I think, was quite embarrassed about it. I was like, <laughs> your mum's a veggie lady. Oh. And I, but our whole house, but also people would come over on a Thursday night and our whole house, well, our apartment would be covered wow. in boxes with and Amazing. like vegetables and fruit. And so I managed, you know, so I think there's, you can start co-ops and get everybody involved and mm. you can buy bulk from organic suppliers. We used to do it at um, Street from EcoFarm. And also buy in season. Yeah. When you buy mm-hmm. in season, it's cheaper and it's better for your health as well. Yeah. So there are simple tricks and things that we can do. And also just don't buy packet sauces. Have a herb garden. Yeah. Yeah. And you just, you know, buy cheap cuts of meat, buy lots of, you know, seasonal vegetables or organic if you can. And you know also when it's in season, the organic, pro- you know, cabbage is often really quite cheap, even organic. Mm-hmm. And add herbs from your garden and it makes a beautiful, delicious, healthy stew or soup, which is mm. great for your gut. Yeah. Mm. See, it's simple. Yeah. Well, it's hard. I mean, I it, it is. I mean, Once you do it, and I do it And it's time. Times. Like People are like, you know, it's like even if you don't, just make up stews and soups on the weekend. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just throw, then, you know, have some zucchini noodles and just mm. make a nice sauce and put it over it for lunch or yeah. salad and just put some throw some protein in yeah. there and some seeds and nuts and just make a dressing out of olive oil and, and lemon juice Yeah, and some herbs from your garden. Yeah. I think having a herb garden is amazing mm. because herbs are so nutritious but they add flavour to your food. Yeah. So much dimension. And you can just, even if it's just starts, it's like, where do I start with herbs? Well, just basil and some oregano mm. and some thyme and you can't go wrong, just throw yeah. it into things. Yeah. 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 What are your thoughts yes. on gut health's link to our mental health? I think it's huge. So if you think that there is a gut-skin axis, we also know that there's a gut-brain axis, so an information highway between your gut and your brain that influences your mood and how you feel. Uh, 90% of your feel-good hormone serotonin is made in the gut. And so if you've ever experienced, you know, butterflies or followed your gut instinct, that's your gut-brain axis at work. We know that when there's gut inflammation, there can be brain inflammation in the brain, so it is, the link is huge and more and more research is showing the link. In fact, um, I've been speaking recently to Dr. Felice Jacker and she runs the Food and Mood Centre in Melbourne at Deakins University nice. and she's just written a book called Brain Changer and it's all about food and diet and what we eat and how that affects our microbiome which in turn can affect our mental health. Mm. So I'm a big believer in, that they're in epigenetics. Right. So genetically, like, for example, genetically I'm predisposed to eczema, mm. but I eat well and I look after my gut so it doesn't manifest. Mm. So the whole idea of epi- epigenetics is that, you know, genetics load the gun and environment pulls the trigger. Right. So although we're genetically predisposed to things, the way that we live and the food that we eat can be very powerful in terms of triggering those genes. But also our microbiome, I mean, we're actually, I think it's 10 times more bacterial cells than we are human cells. Wow. So when you think about the power that the microbiome can have on our, on everything, mm. it's pretty profound. Yeah. And the one thing, which is hilarious, because I work with a team of scientists and naturopaths and nutritionists, and they don't agree on everything. In fact, we have some very interesting conversations mm. because they come from very different paradigms. But the one thing that they will agree on, which I love seeing now in the science and medical world, is that... Diet is the single most important factor when it comes to the health of your microbiome. Wow. Um, all right, well, let's talk about, aside from diet, <laughs> we'll talk about supplements, which I guess would be part of a well-rounded yeah. diet. 
um, and of course probiotics, but um, but probiotics for gut stuff. Like there's a lot of chatter around not buying off the shelf because mm. they're all dead already, or you know only buying the refrigerated kind because they don't because they work better, um, or you know just consuming them through through food is enough. Mm. Um, but you obviously believe in a combination of both. Yeah. So how do they work and why? And why is it important to make sure that you're getting enough pre and probiotics? So it's a really interesting area. And I guess at The Beauty Chef, we we don't believe that just popping a probiotic supplement with billions of CFUs of one particular species or strain is necessarily the right approach unless you've had a stool test and you know, for example, that you're really deficient in a particular strain of lactobacillus or E. coli mm-hmm. and so you know that you are lacking that and you need that particular strain and you've gone through the process of working with a health practitioner, definitely in that case it can be worthwhile. I guess we have so many different types of bacteria in our gut and it's not just about you want it, you want, we know that microbial diversity is really important. So you want to foster microbial diversity and that's why I love fermented foods because you're getting a broad spectrum of different types of bacteria, not just one strain. You're getting all different types of species and that's really important. And as well, how do you know which species or strain or genus that you need as an individual until unless you've had a stool sample? And even then... It's still kind of, it's a very mysterious landscape. So I've been, you know, I work with a microbiologist and trying to get exact answers from him, from scientists, is really difficult because there's always so many different scenarios and they can Mm. never give you an exact answer, which drives me crazy. (laughs) But we know that microbial diversity is really important, which is why I love fermented foods and not just taking one or or two strains or species. Mm. And then prebiotics is really important because what's the use if you're implanting the bacteria but you're not feeding them right fuel for them Mm. to proliferate and thrive so we know that different types of bacteria feed on different types of of prebiotics so they have different types of food as a a fuel source we know that they love fiber generally but there's also fire fiber degraders and there's also um, bacteria that you know they don't degrade fiber they they degrade other nutrients as well so at this point you know, when I talk with my uh, microbiologists, um, they say that it's a diet, a diverse diet, lots of seasonal, different whole foods, Mediterranean diet, and fermented foods because you're getting a broad spectrum range of probiotics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And talking about dead probiotics, so which is interesting because you mentioned how do you know? If, you know, you can get heat stable probiotics, mm-hmm. but dead probiotics is not the worst thing. Okay. Because dead probiotics are called postbiotics and they are new research shows that dead probiotics actually have anti-inflammatory and immune modulating benefits Mm, okay so but fermented foods awesome because fermented foods got prebiotics probiotics and postbiotics right so postbiotics is a new field of biotics which is really exciting which i'm kind of doing a little bit of research in at the moment Mm. so we know that also when in the fermentation process, when our probiotics and the bacteria are metabot, like they're basically consuming all the sugars and creating compounds as they metabolize those um, foods, mm. they are creating postbiotics right. in fermented right. food. And if some of them die, that's also not such a bad thing because they do have these health benefits. benefits. Right. Yes, it's really cool. That's good. Three stages. 
Um, on just on fermented foods, mm-hmm. if you weren't going to create like make your own kimchi from your book or yes. make your own sourdough, uh, sourdough, sauerkraut, what do you have any favorite like store bought kimchi or sauerkrauts that you look to or that you would suggest people to buy? There's so many. There's um there's a brand called the Fermentary which I like. There's also the Byron Bay ferments which are really delicious as well. Um, yes, I mean, a lot of them are really good. I always look at, and you can, I, you know, you can tell successful ferments when you open it up, it's sort of fizzes yeah. and it's got that, that you know. Smell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's still got that sul- sulfury <laughs> kind of smell. And uh, I just always look at the ingredients and I always like to give the story of where it's coming from. But there's lots of great fermented, you know, companies doing great things with fermented mm. foods at the moment. Yeah. Okay, great. You've got two cookbooks, a beauty chef cookbook and more recently the beauty chef gut guide. Yes. So what are your favourite recipes to nourish the gut or gut healing protocols? How does it work? And then how can we link in like the gut primer into that? Yes. So I guess you've seen the gut guide. It's an eight-week guide to healing your gut. And so it's got lots of amazing gut-friendly recipes, but it's got four, four stages. So it's got the heal, the weed the seed and the feed stages. So if you've got significant gut issues, I would always say you go right to the beginning where you just, you want to calm your gut. Mm. And so you take out any possible allergens, you go low FODMAP and you really try and calm the gut and then get it ready for weeding it and then seeding it, putting back good bacteria and then feeding with lots of probiotics and resistant starch. So it's a kind of a, a slow but very meaningful process that helps get your gut back on track. For people who have more significant gut issues, mm. we've had such incredible feedback from customers with lots of gut issues mm. and they use the gut primer in the stage one of healing. Right. So the gut primer is all about healing the lining of the gut and helping to, um, it contains lots of beautiful ingredients that are used in naturopathic medicine to help with leaky gut. Right. and Western herbal medicine. It's a listed medicine, even though it's got no pharmaceuticals in it, it's all completely natural herbs and ingredients and superfoods, but because we've used the herbs at quite therapeutic levels, we've had to list it as a medicine. Mm-hmm. It's highly effective. We've had incredible results wow. with people um, you know, who have IBS and SIBO saying it has just completely changed their world with their gut, which is really awesome. And people who have really significant skin issues too, mm-hmm. have started on the gut primer, healed, like calmed their gut, gone on to more of the beauty chef products afterwards and have had yeah we've had amazing results which is really cool so does they do they have to be on that for eight weeks before they start seeing results or like how long so it's interesting with gut primer we've had people who have, haven't done the gut guide at all and right. just taken uh the gut primer have had really immediate results because not only is it meant to help with repairing the cells of the lining of the gut but also it helps to relieve digestive spasms, digestive discomfort. So a lot of people get results straight away, which is really fantastic. Um, And so people have taken the Gut Primer and the Beauty Chef products and had really fantastic results. I would, if you're getting great results, but you're still feeling that your guts, you know, still needs some work, I would definitely recommend doing the eight week, Mm -hmm. um, you know, gut guide. And also, I think it's the book, really, I wanted to take kind of a deeper look at the microbiome, our relationship with it and our diet and lifestyle. And so I think it's a really good book. It's very educational. It really takes you through why the gut's so important. So there's a lot of information. I feel like I wrote a textbook. That's good. <laughs> um, and then it's got lots of really yummy recipes yeah. Yeah. that just sort of explain how, why it's really important mm. and how you can go back to basics 
and and some people are like I don't understand I eat really healthy foods I eat lots of raw foods and really it irritates my gut it's like if your gut's really compromised raw foods are hard to digest yeah you can't eat them. yeah they're really hard on your guts so maybe you need to steam the vegetables create mm. broths mm. things that you know just calming yeah. the gut yeah. first and then once you heal your you know repair the lining of the gut and strengthen your gut so it's more robust you have more digestive fire then you can go on to eating the more healthy foods. But when your gut becomes so imbalanced, sometimes even healthy foods can aggravate it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I didn't realise that a gut fully functioning or, or mm. on high performance can actually process those non, like foods that haven't been broken down essentially. Well, some foods like fibre, your body can't, but, right. you, but gut bugs do. Yeah. They break it down and they use it as, as food. And that's what we want. Yeah. We want, you know, and it's so great we have this symbiotic relationship with the microbiome because we can't digest some fibres that go down to our, you know, colon where our gut bugs can actually ferment them and, yeah. and utilise them to make, you know, health-promoting compounds for our bodies. It's amazing. Yeah, it is, I know. And, and bacteria, as people always go, it's so gross. Like, you know, I'm no. like, I look under, like, you know, I work with these scientists and we, I look at bacteria under a microscope and it's beautiful. Yeah. Like it looks like something out of the solar system. Yeah. Like they really yeah. are. Bacteria are our best friends when it comes to beauty and well-being. Mm. Noted. As weird, <laughs> as weird as that sounds. <laughs> For so long, skincare only ever meant what you would put on your skin topically. Yeah. We talk a lot about traditional Chinese medicine on mm. Bad and Busy and it links gut to skin. And you believe in the gut-skin axis. Yes. Can you explain the connection and what you've learned? Yeah, so I've really learned that where there is leaky gut there will be inflammation and leaky skin and that most skin issues you know from rosacea to acne to autoimmune skin issues like psoriasis and also eczema are fueled by inflammation and even when it comes to premature aging of the skin inflammation or also known as inflammaging is also a main driver right crazy um (laughs) and you've also said in the past that the skin is obviously is a great barometer. Oh, amazing barometer. Yeah, for, for showing what's going on inside the gut. Um, is there any research or stats that you found around that? There's lots and lots of more and more emerging. Like I think something like people with rosacea and acne are 10 times more likely to have gut issues. Mm. Uh, and... Yeah, so there are definitely, and I mean, I know from my experience, my daughter's experience and all of our customers, that we have so many amazing reviews and we get so many amazing emails of how our products have really helped with their skin issues. So whenever I see skin issues, I'm always like, okay, you know, gut inflammation. And the gut is such a great place to start. So if, for okay, so if someone that's listening to this has rosacea or acne, Mm -hmm what would you suggest they do or what product is a good beauty chef product for them to start on? So it depends on how severe it is. So for acne, for skin that's really um, severely acneic, I would say gut primer would be a really great place to start and then you could add glow in afterwards. So calm the gut first, help to repair the cells of the lining of the gut, support the liver. It's also got things like turmeric and milk thistle which really help to support liver function and... Yes, that's where I would start and then go on to glow powder. Or you could also do a combination with a bit of cleanse as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And so it depends on what where you're at. If it's just mild breakouts and congestion, I would say go on to cleanse and glow together. 
or you know you could just start with glow it, and it also depends on the individual and their diet mm. so if they're not getting a lot of greens into their diet mm. then I would definitely stay say you accommodate yeah um, glow with the cleanse powder which has got lots of amazing vitamins greens in there mm. which are really um, alkalizing and also helps support liver health so we get really good results with both glow and the cleanse powder mm. they're both biofermented and rich in nutrients to support the skin uh, but I would definitely say gut primer if it's more significant. Okay. So now we're going to shift gears to business. Yes. Um, have you got a mentor? Or what are your thoughts on female empowerment in the workplace, teamwork and office culture? So that's really important. I don't have a mentor. And I would love a mentor. <laughs> so if anyone wants to be my mentor, <laughs> I always wanted a mentor, but just been always so busy. And I definitely, there's so many women that I looked at, look up to in business and I ask lots of questions. So there are definitely people who are in my world who I just pick their brains and probably really highly irritating. Um, but I guess for me, a lot of my growing my business has been quite instinctive and also asking lots of questions and quite a bit of common, common sense as well, I think. Um, but I would love a mentor. And then in terms of female empowerment is incredibly important in our workplace. We have 32 staff now full-time at the British Chef headquarters wow. and then we have staff in America and the US. And we do have predominantly female staff members and that's not on purpose. But we've had, funnily enough, not many men have actually ever, but we've, we've got two men who work for us. And um, one being my son, actually, he's just joined the Beauty Chef team, wow. which is just fantastic. He's one of our very passionate, yeah. lots of, you know, they're all passionate. He's very passionate. Yeah. Uh, and we actually, you know, we've got also um, two part-time men that come into our office as well. But I love the fact that we have so many amazing, strong and talented people in our office and women and love seeing them grow like we've got you know I've got staff that have started you know five years ago and in customer service and for me just to see um you know I'm just thinking about one particular you know member who started in customer service and now she's a marketing executive and to watch her grow and blossom mm. and find her genius zone and grow to be this strong gorgeous woman is really exciting so that for me not only creating products that help people but our team at the yeah. beauty chef you know, having a beautiful culture, very supportive, very inclusive, where people can really grow and blossom. And to be part of that, their journey is, is amazing. Yeah. It's really nice. Um, any tips for how to build a successful small business or become a lady boss? So... I guess, you know, it's funny because when I look back, I never thought I'm going to be a lady boss <laughs> and, you know, and run my own little empire. You know, I, yeah. never, I, never, I just never thought of that. I knew that I had this mission to educate about this thing that I discovered and I truly believe it was so driven to get the education out there. So I guess I always say that, you know, being successful in what you do is really 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. Right. So working hard being true to your vision and your journey and being authentic and being passionate, all those things I think are really, really important. Mm. And to, yeah, be really true and strong to what you started out doing and, why, and the why. I think the why is really important. Why are you doing it? Mm. And does that really resonate with your values and what you want to be doing in 10 years' time? Mm. Yeah. 
And I think that's really, because that's what keeps you, like I, it is hard growing your own business and you work tirelessly, but I love what I do. Yeah. And so I always say to my kids, and I also say to my kids, because they're always like, oh, we're creatives. We don't need maths. I'm like, I'm a creative, but I use maths every single day. And maths is fun. And so learn to love maths as well, yeah. because you need to get used to it, understand yeah. maths to be able to do, you know, to understand PNL and, you know, um, how to kind of to grow your business and to, un, you know, you always, it's very important to check the check with numbers and accountants, you know, they got, you know, finding a good accountant is actually quite hard mm. and you just need to be able to look at what the work they've done and make sure that it's, it's good. Yeah. What's been the biggest challenge you've faced so far? So I think one of the biggest challenges probably is growing quickly mm. and being feeling spread very thinly and then juggling business and family. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of growth where I'm wearing lots of different hats, don't have the budget to be able to employ more people, mm. so then I have to work bigger hours to try and compensate for that. Mm. At the same time, while it's really hard, you know, that's been hard, it's also been really hard to let go and delegate. Yeah. Mm. Because when you grow your own business, I, you know, when I first started, I did all the styling, I did all the copywriting, all the content. My girlfriend's a photographer, she did all the photos. So I did it all myself. And then as I grow, I'm going, I'm getting bigger, I've got more roles and responsibilities, I have to let go of some mm. of these things. And that also is really hard, but really important. Mm. Mm. Yeah relinquish what's your top tip for marketing a small brand again I think staying true to your brand vision and at all touch points from social media to your branding mm. to your visuals reflecting the integrity and the true vision of your brand and also word of mouth and engaging in your community and if, if you have a product that works and that you truly believe in then the marketing should flow because mm. word of mouth is so powerful and even today I love it when I have I meet someone and they're like oh my gosh my cousin or my best friend told me about the beauty chef yeah. and I love it and you know it helped their skin so much and so we're a very much a word of mouth business yeah. and I think engaging your community which we can really do now with social media is really important and powerful. I think also being in this business, it like it's so easy with word of mouth because it's literally based on people's opinion mm -hmm. and based on their experience of the product. Yes. And it, it kind of stems back to when you first started and people were asking you about why your skin was so glowy. It's like it really shows the value of the brand that you've continued to show that that's proof, you know. Thank you. Well, I think yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's nice. It is. Um, you asked your sister, I think this is right, correct from my research, but you asked your sister and best friend to put money in to help fund the brand at the beginning and now they're both shareholders. Yes. What's your advice for asking friends and family to help and invest? How do you approach that conversation? You know, that's a really good question and I think some people would say don't do that because you don't want to compromise your relationship mm. with friends and family and I have always been really aware of that. I'm really lucky that they both asked so they really believed in it. And I got my first, uh, was it maybe my second order? I think I fulfilled the first order by myself with TV shopping. And they put in a big order. And I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? And so I was kind of talking to them about it. 
And then my sister and her husband were like, we really believe in what you're doing and we would love to put some money in. So nice. And yeah. so they put $50,000 in. Wow. And then my best friend and her husband said, we actually really love what you're doing. And they came to me. They were at my house for dinner. And they said, we really love to put some money in. And I would not ever take money from people who couldn't afford it. Mm. So for me, if that was their complete, that was still a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. Yes. That's a lot of money for anybody. Yeah. But I also questioned them on that. And I you know, knew when we talked about it a lot that if that money was lost, it wouldn't compromise their lifestyle right. or their family's mm. lifestyle. Mm. And so for me, that was really, really important. And I, they were very good and very allowed. They believed in me and have believed in me to this day where they've just let me do my thing. I've always been really supportive around the products and it's so nice to still have them, you know, there as a support and Definitely. and really so excited by the business growth. And for me to be able to give back to them now, the company's gone and say, hey, you know, that was a really great, thank you so much for believing in me. It was really cool. I guess um, I think you've got to be just yeah, really careful to make sure whoever, what friends and family, very clear. Mm. This, you know, I mean, I always felt very confident because I believed in what I was doing. At the same time, I said, you know, I would not want this to interfere with our relationship yeah. if something th and that's why I think they were like we're happy if we never see the money again okay. and we're not going to be involved wow so that's been that's so good yeah talk us through an average day meetings emails in your inboxes or events oh it's busy everything <laughs> oh it's so busy I just it's so funny I mean this is just an example of how my diary just is quite extraordinary in terms of how it just fills up and I don't, you know, don't know quite how it happens, but I was going to travel the launch of our new product next week to America mm -hmm. and our board, we've all decided that we're restricting travel mm -hmm. internationally at the moment because of the situation with the coronavirus. And so I said to my EA, great, this is only, you know, two days ago. Well, it's not great, you know, but it's also now we can, I can get some more work done here because right. at the moment we're working, working on strategy for next year and there's a lot of you know, stuff happening in terms of MPD. Mm -hmm. And within a day, that two weeks had filled up. Wow. And so I said to her, I said, oh, so can I do it, Carla, the two weeks, that's it. It's, it's all filled up. So no day is, no two days are the same. It's a combination of, because I'm the CEO, I'm the creative director and product developer. So I work, it can start off with me getting into work and working with a content manager on content in terms of strategy and checking content uh, to looking over social to then working with my operations team and our microbiologists and naturopaths on a formula that we're working on and looking overlooking regs and contracts to then doing a media interview then to doing a photo shoot to then you know working on relationship management yeah. because that's really important in the team and you know we're all human and we have such a beautiful culture, but also we want to make sure that people can come, you know, to me and we can, you know, so it might be talking to a staff member about their, you know, development plan for their um, for their career. So it's just, it's really just wow. quite a diverse, but I, I think that suits me because I love that diversity. Yes. yes. That's yes. nice. Yeah, and I don't want every day to be the same. No. No. It's no. boring. Um, <laughs> what about your work-life balance? Yeah, no, that's interesting. <laughs> that's very interesting. And that's where, you know, and I'm really honest about this because being a owning a wellness company, 
I mm. want to practice what I preach. Right. And I'm really good with my food and I always, you know, that's something for me. And people ask me, oh, come on, you know, you must love junk food. And the other day I was like, I felt like I had to say, yeah, I do. I eat, sometimes I have pizza and ice cream because, you know, I actually don't really enjoy junk mm. food and it doesn't make me feel good. Mm, yes. And I don't love the taste of it either. And I think I just love tasting, you know, beautiful, real Whole foods, fresh mm. food, mm. and herbs and spices, and that's you know. Uh, so I'm really good with my food. I try and be good with my exercise. I love walk. walking. For me, is my sanity. Mm. I do a lot of walking, and with all the things that I have going on in my world, I it's like a natural filing system for my brain. Walking really is my meditation. I do lots of it, and I feel amazing after I walk. And I make an effort not to listen to podcasts occasionally I must admit I do do a phone call or two but I always try and make sure that at least two walks a week that I don't I'm not referring mm. to anybody and I try and do two classes of Pilates a week and they become non-negotiable so I'll say to right. my EA they you know and sometimes like I'm going uh-uh we can't I'm trying to be really strict about it about because you know international calls are often in America right. in the morning I'm like there's two days a week I'm not doing those calls yeah and but I often work late and sometimes and often I work weekends mm-hmm. and so I'm all that's the area I find eating well I've got that kind of down pat my exercise I still really I'm you know it's it's not completely down pat but it's pretty good it's that time out just mm-hmm. to kind of be social go to the movies that sort of time that I really that balance I need to, to work on a little bit more and uh and family is really really important to me so I really try my night night time to kind of leave work at work mm-hmm. and to engage the family and where possible I you know on weekends as well yeah. just grab my daughter and we go to a Pilates class with my son we do lots of driving listening to music that's our thing nice. so we do but it is hard to find that time and mm. I think it's really really important for every you know um for women trying to balance because you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. And so you need, need to make sure that you put that energy back into your, into yourself. But when you own a business that's growing, sometimes it's like, you know what? And I explained to my family, this is just going to be like this for six weeks. Yeah. And then, you know, it's just a peak. Mm. But I am always striving to find that balance. Yeah. It's not easy, but mm. it's, it's important. People, I guess, um, and like yourself, just need to try and schedule it into their day. A hundred percent. Block it out, like you said. Yeah, and I try and do things like, you know, we have, go for a walk at lunchtime or integrate um, meetings with walking. Yeah, I love that. So I, I do a lot of that. Yeah. Um, and actually one of our investors, that's our catch-up. Every cool. two weeks we do a two-hour walk. Beautiful. And we just talk, you know, and so it's kind of – and it's amazing the way – that your mind works differently when you mm. walk and talk. It's far more creative and problem solving, and it's yeah, it's really quite powerful. Yeah, yes, good tip. So good. <laughs> uh, okay, what's your standard Sunday look like? So my Sunday, I do try not to work on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Yes. So my Sunday morning, I might do a Pilates class. Then I'll go for a walk along on a beach. Might be with a friend or my daughter or my son or my husband, mm-hmm. and I'll go for a swim. Then I come home and make a really delicious brunch. So that can be all matters of things. I love shashuka eggs. We mm. do a lot of that. I love to then sit and read the paper or just, you know, sit with family. I love playing Scrabble. Mm. Nice. I, Scrabble is one of my favourite things. I love doing a crossword as well. Yeah. So You're keeping your vocab very 
Yeah, in your brain going. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. I love it. It's a completely different use of my brain, mm. brain when you do. I find crosswords very relaxing. Okay. And then in the afternoon, again, we just might do like a cook-up for the week, go for another walk, have a cup of tea with my neighbours. We've got a really beautiful community where we live in Bondi. Often we have cups of tea with neighbours. Right. And, um, yeah, so it's just kind of really slow and, that's slow nice. yeah, and slow. lovely. Yeah. yeah, really nice. And what about self-care? Do you have any, like, rituals or non-negotiables in that space? Well, I guess I see eating well as absolutely imperative when you know how much nutrition plays an importance on you know and people often say to me how do you you have the energy to do the things that you do and I truly put that down to a very healthy diet Mm. so that for me is absolute number one self-care is a foundation of feeling well and good is is nourishing your microbiome with good food trying to get sleep I'm getting really good at no computer at night time and creating rituals around sleep. I think mm-hmm. it's really super important. Then I have a monthly facial with Nicole Manning at Honda. Yeah, the best. And it is actually like my, one of my, I'm having a Monday morning next oh. week. And that's my, another non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. So I said in my EA, these are my absolute, mm-hmm. you know. Beautiful. And that is just, it's more than a facial. It's just a complete healing mm. experience. And so, yeah, absolutely relaxing. So food, monthly facial, Pilates and time with family yeah. during the week. Really nice. Yeah. So good. Let's switch up to food. Yes. What my does... favourite subject. Yes. <laughs> what does a day on a plate look like for you? Or what yeah. do you eat that will nourish or refresh you? Oh, it's really different mm-hmm. daily. So it depends. But I guess generally speaking, my breakfasts are some sort of protein. So I might have eggs I might even have leftover like wild salmon that's been in the fridge cool. um, I might even have soup like chicken soup and I put like a like I do like a stracciatella mm-hmm. and it might be a chicken soup that I put a crack an egg in with some kale or some spinach and some herbs from my garden that uh, could be eggs tomato and avocado I might do a buckwheat porridge when it comes into autumn winter I love doing mm. buckwheat porridge with either sweet potato or apples and a bit of maple syrup and miso is really delicious wow. in there as well with a bit of coconut milk with the sweet potatoes really yum. Yum. So it really depends. I love my smoothies. Yeah. So I do it often we do a smoothie in the morning with British Chef products and like fresh berries and put all you know, but it does change every single day. And then lunch is pretty kind of lots of veggies and salad and a source of protein. Mm-hmm. And then in the afternoon I might have a body shake, which is for the British Chef body powder. And then at night time, it really changes. We might have, I love soups and I love stews and I love doing roasts with lots of vegetables, really simple. It could just be a piece of steamed fish with some shiitake mushrooms mm. and, you know, bok choy. So it really depends. Um, it could be zucchini noodles with some delicious kind of sauce. Yeah. So again, we just really mix it up. And mm. my husband's taken to doing a lot of the cooking at night time at the oh, moment. Oh, that's good. So he's good. And he's <laughs> really, um, yeah, he's really interested in exploring different foods. So that's Fine. great. Oh, yeah, It's nice when someone cooks for you. It is. It is, yeah. It is the ultimate gift, <laughs> yeah. actually. I think yeah. it's really beautiful. Like it's, mm. yeah, it's it's lovely. It's my favourite, you know, yeah. When people cook for me, it's my favourite, yeah, <laughs> favourite Best thing they can give me. Nice. What about if you want a treat? I got to say, so I do have my vices. Uh, I love a glass of Pinot Noir, mm-hmm. red wine. I always say it's got lots of antioxidants mm-hmm. in it. And yeah. probably 
is the grape that has the highest amount of antioxidants. I didn't do that on purpose. I actually just like <laughs> I just like Pinot Noir. I like a light red dry wine. I don't like white wine, just the red. Good. And I have a couple of glasses a week. And then I love dark chocolate. Mm. Mm. But I'll have dark chocolate with blueberries and nuts generally. Yeah. That's yes. my Snacky. combination. And I might have herbs from the garden. So I love doing a plate that mm. has, um, I put dark chocolate, I'll put some sea salt, I'll put some lavender from our garden, I'll put some basil. And then I do, yeah, nuts and this kind of beautiful sometimes I put um, rose petals so beautiful. so you can actually get you know some chocolate some blueberries some sea salt put some basil on there and eat it it's so yum wow. with some red wine yeah with some and red a little bit of red wine what a healthy delicious treat mm. yeah it's really yum. and the thing is and you know I know it's really you know some people are like Kelly it's so boring come on you must crave some of those generic brands like one chocolate brand starting with C <laughs> like I, I probably I don't know 18 months ago I had a square of it and it was so sweet that you couldn't taste any of the flavour yeah. of the chocolate or the cacao. It's not the same as what it used to be anyway. No. Yeah, I just, it's really not. It's, I don't enjoy, like, it's not for me enjoyable. No. And I think as you, your palate changes when you eat it. So just, yeah. And I, I think know. when you become sort of in tune with what food can do for you, it becomes more than taste. It's about how you makes you feel. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. stop consuming things so fast and yes. um, conveniently. Yeah, yeah. exactly. quite like, I'd rather eat dark chocolate as well. Same. I love dark chocolate. But your way sounds lovely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you try it. It's really, you make okay. it, and it's so pretty. Like yeah. You make a plate, like it's a mixed plate. Yeah, and that's a conscious way of eating. Like they say, eat slow and, yeah. and eat mindfully. And, and share. It's a lovely share yeah. plate with friends or family. Mm. Um, what, what about, what's your fridge look like? So my fridge is, uh, it's always got, I've always got fresh pesto in there. Mm -hmm. uh, I do in terms of dairy, I do like goat's cheese and goat's cheese is easier. They've got proteins that are easier to digest. Mm -hmm. And I have coconut kefir, coconut yogurt. I always have some kind of cured, like probably like salmon, but gravelax, so naturally sort of cured with lemon juice. What else is in there? Lots of vegetables. So lots of zucchinis, always lots of leafy greens. I'm just trying to think of what's in there at the moment. <laughs> I've always got miso. I've always got papaya. Ooh, wow. And always leftovers. Bliss balls sometimes in there. Yum. Snacks that we've made raw snacks. And leftover stews and soups and Yum. zucchini noodles. and Yum. Yeah. Our fridge is really good. I, you know, my... When I was cooking dinner, I hope my husband doesn't listen to the podcast, it was much better. So, I know it sounds terrible, but I feel like, you know, my son's like, it's gone downhill, mum. In the last couple of months, I'm like, mm-hmm, I know we need to, because my husband's very much about, you know, you shop for what you For what you need, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, you know, which is, I think that's really great. So it really um, eliminates waste. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it just means that there's not lots of the things I think that I would generally yeah. buy. So I think we need to, I think I need to change that. And mums are different because when mums do the grocery shopping, they stock up, they yeah. buy stuff for the kids. Like it's, I don't know. I, yeah, I, yeah it, it, it's, we've got very different ways yeah. of our kind of philosophy on food mm. and, you know, I, yes. I love, yeah. Mm. So, but, but I'm grateful. He's cooking dinner at the moment. That <laughs> yeah. is excellent. <laughs> Um, what is one recipe that you often like to incorporate your products into? You mentioned smoothies. Yeah. Smoothie. I love smoothies. It can be raw bars. So I love mm. doing raw bars with glow. Uh, I make fudge kind of like brownies with, mm. um, raw brownies with body. There's lots of great, uh, 
recipes actually on the Beauty Chef website. Yeah. Um, and then just lastly, can you talk to us about the new launch? Yes. So that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Omega Elixir. So that comes out on Tuesday. Yes. Perfect. I've been working on it for three years. Wow. It is a labour of love and it is a unique vegan drinking oil like nothing on the market. So it is rich in healthy ratios of your omega 3, 6, 7 and 9. Wow. Most people will take a fish oil supplement and maybe evening primrose. Mm. This has got both your omega 3s and you get gamma linoleic acid from evening primrose. So amazing for dry, irritated and inflamed skin. But we're not using fish oil. We're using biofermented algal oil. Wow. So it comes from algae, from a sustainable source of algae because I think with the um, – you know, a lot of people are concerned about sustainability of a lot of fish products yeah. and also pollution and poor fishing practices. So to be able to use an algal oil is amazing. And really, when you look at omega-3s, fish get their omega-3s from consuming algae. So, so it's we're just, direct. You're just cutting out yeah, the middleman. Yeah. We're cutting out the middleman and we're giving you, and it's biofermented, making all of the DHA more available for the body to uptake. So it's got the biofermented algal oil. It's got high levels of GLA from evening primrose oil. It's got seed buckthorn berry oil in there, which is a great source of omega-7s. It's also got in there astaxanthin, black cumin oil, a bit of coconut oil, linseed oil, chia seed oil, rosemary. Uh, It's got amazing. So it's not only rich in all these amazing um, fatty acids and essential fatty acids, but it's also rich in antioxidants Mm. as well. And it's a listed medicine again, so we've got levels of GLA at a high percentage that we had to list as a medicine, even mm-hmm. though it's completely natural. And so it's highly efficacious, so we can make claims on it helping to relieve dry, irritated skin and also to help soothe inflamed skin. Wow. So great for me, um, for someone who is prone to more dry skin and eczema and um, you know, dermatitis. It's great for, um, for any inflammatory skin issues. So people often think even with acne, would it be okay for me? But yes, mm. because omegas are really great for, for acne. You're not putting it on your skin. You're ingesting it. Mm. And it's also um, great for gut health. So there's some new research that shows that your omega-3s are really essential for fostering a healthy microbiome. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So how do you take it? So, and it also tastes good. Now, it didn't, <laughs> it didn't taste good. It tasted quite interesting for a while. Um, and it took us a long time because it tastes just very fishy and rosemary. Yeah, right. And rosemary is an amazing antioxidant, so great for your skin and well-being. And we put in there, so we've got natural vanilla and yuzu, which is a Japanese citrus, which gives it kind of like a mandarin grapefruit mm. lemony flavour. You can have it just off the spoon, which I think is really delicious, or you can have it on your yogurt and granola in the morning or you could put it on your if you made avocado on sourdough or you know healthy bread you can put it on Mm, that you can put it on salads the only thing you don't want to do is heat it because that can damage some of the oils okay Mm. so it's exciting very exciting well thank you so much Carla thank you thank you that was amazing having you on yes pleasure thank you